The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. If you are under 18, I would recommend listening to a different episode. If you're over 18, feel free to proceed. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hello, everyone. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. Welcome to 2022. I've taken off a couple weeks to rest. Now I'm back. It was one of the greatest things I've ever done. I've never taken a holiday break. I've been creating content on the internet for over a decade and I've never taken a proper break. This is the perspective of someone who posts at least like five photos or videos on my Instagram story every single day to maybe going a few days without one, maybe one photo for the whole day, maybe two if I was feeling really energized to post. Didn't do any podcasts, didn't post a single YouTube video, spend time with my loved ones, with some friends, some family and relaxed. I actually relaxed and I'm here today with the lowest levels of anxiety I've had in weeks and it's so good. Also, my voice is a little funky because uh, I have a sore throat. This just happens when I drink and it's a day or two after New Year's and oh my god. Betty White passed away also on New Year's Eve, which was, may she rest in peace. That was horrible. That was so sad. She was 99, so she lived a very great life, but may she rest in peace. She's my inspiration to be an actress in my 60s. Like, I know that she didn't begin acting in her 60s, but I would like to take up acting once I pass middle age. I feel like I've maybe mentioned that before, but I have no desire to be the pretty girl, the popular girl, the weird girl on shows right now. I don't want to be the young girl. 
I want to play the grandma. Like, let me be the cute, adorable grandma on your TV show or on your movie when the time comes. Or depending on how I age, maybe I'll be the ice queen grandmother. You know, like the very rich grandmother. Maybe I'll play, play a queen. Who knows? Uh, but my nearest Eve became just a scattered bit of plans. It began with me going to a fancy hotel, going to a masquerade ball, wearing gowns, getting a mask, open bar, blah, 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 getting in for free because my friend was hosting it. I was very excited. And then Omarion came around, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, um, Omicron, and the party got canceled. So then we were invited out to Montauk to do a little Hamden's house rental moment, caviar, allegedly. There was, I was getting a lot of um, little information from the girls. And then that plan changed into we're either going to get blackout drunk or we are going to be sober in bed by 11 p.m. And there was four friends that I was making plans with, or four including me. And one went to bed before 11 p.m. One I did not see and the other one that I was with blacked out. And I've never blacked out. I don't think that my body's capable of it, but I definitely was far beyond my capabilities uh i was belligerently drunk and it i haven't had a night like that in so long and of course uh go with care but i definitely woke up being like mm, that was not not my wisest night i woke up with no anxiety because i wasn't around anyone that i really felt like i could have possibly embarrassed myself in front of so apparently the bedsty and crown heights city council member was there and I was pouring him drinks all night. Like, I did not know that this, uh, the council member for our neighborhood was at this party. Also, apparently there was a famous DJ and it was like an apartment party. And I just remember her being this Spanish woman. Um, my friend shows me a photo of her the next day. She's a bright blonde. Uh, and then the council member, I didn't know what he looked like. And then my friend showed me his Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I was going up to him all night being like, you need a top off. You need a top off. I was playing bartender. I just kept pouring drinks for everyone. I would see anyone with like a low number. My friend was telling me the next day. The thing about that party was every time anyone's glass was a little low, someone was there to pour it. I was like, that was me. That was what I was doing. I have like flash memories of me just with bottles of champagne topping people off like, a high-paid bartender and it was a brutal hangover to say the least I will spare you the details but drinking turned into so much more and it was not something that I was prepared for I told my friend the next day I was like you know we did blank and she's like no we didn't because I don't do that and I was like yes we did I was with you and she's like I didn't do it I was like I saw you do it because I did it with you and she's like oh no oh no we were hallucinating the next day it was horrible it was horrible I was going to bed that night like I was hungover all of January 1st even up until I was going to sleep the night of January 1st and or the night leading to January 2nd am I recording as I said, testing one, two, three, and then I just went in, okay? Because I'm happy to be here. I like really want to be on this podcast right now. It's going to be a little messy. I'm unrehearsed. We're going completely off the cuff. No notes. I'm just here to catch you up. I'm just here to chat. I'm just here to hang. I'm so excited to have my listeners back. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, but I went to sleep the night after New Year's Eve. Hallucinating <laughs> faces were coming at me, and I'm already having some spiritual awakening at the moment, which I can't even go into because I myself don't even fully understand it, but 
I am tapping into another realm. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I will let you know when I have it figured out. But at first I was like, is am I hallucinating or am I actually seeing spirits right now? Because there are faces flying at me, all with like white outlines, similar if you were looking at a pencil drawing of someone, but instead of it being the color of graphite, it was white and they were flying in. And my friend also said she saw a ghost and they said hello to her so she was looking up different drug combinations and if you mix them with Tylenol sometimes they have a really bad reaction and we were taking Tylenol because we were brutally hung over and we think that led to the added hallucinations later in the night so please I am starting off the new year at rock bottom there's only up from here that's how I feel like every new year's starts for me even since i was a little kid like i have been uh uh what is the proper adjective to describe me because it's more than an idiot on new year's what would we call it not a moron editing lexi here i would actually consider it a noun not an adjective and i would use the term delinquent she's just a stupid girl like i am just a free-for-all wild child on new year's and i have been stubs 14. i've always loved new year's i know a lot of people put pressure on it which is why they don't like it but to me the evening of new year's is a night of saying yes to everything like who cares you have your expectations set at whatever i normally like to keep mine low if this night ends up being nothing so what and if it ends up being the craziest night of my life so be it last year i um slept with a writer from fox news so who could have ever prepared us for that not me yeah it started last year at rock bottom as well i remember loving new year's even as like a middle schooler i would host the party the new year's party would be at my house all of our middle school friends we would go to this chinese restaurant the parents would eat the kids would eat at our own table and then everyone would come back to my house and it would be a sleepover and then as high school came around, then alcohol and boys got thrown into the mix. Maybe boys were in the middle school parties, I really don't remember. And ugh, I, I had my first hangover, um, New Year's Eve of freshman year of high school. And I, my parents would host a breakfast the morning after when everyone was getting picked up. So all the kids would stay at my house and then we'd wake up and have a big breakfast and then the parents would come and they would eat breakfast too. And then they'd pick up their kids and they'd leave. I was asleep on my living room couch and I woke up <laughs> with everyone gone. The breakfast was already made and cleaned up and I had a sticky note on my sweatshirt that said something along the lines of, it happens to the best of us and all the parents had signed it. <laughs> They're like, we've been there too. <laughs> my behavior is ridiculous on New Year's Eve. It is not healthy. I'm not a role model on New Year's Eve. It is my night that I am probably the most shameful um, in terms of if anyone were to witness my behavior, but not shameful enough to have anxiety. I really would like to do a little investigating on anxiety because it comes in waves where I honestly think the only thing that me and anxiety have in common is if there's like men that I'm interested in the night before and I'm drunk because I really, if I'm interested in a guy, I want to be sober I like or a little tipsy, you know, but I don't actually ever want to be drunk or on someone that I really like because you know, so maybe that plays a little into it. I'm very fortunate though that everyone in my circle had a safe New Year's. I feel like I should give a warning for my young ones out there. Like this is definitely not an advice, 
portion of the episode. I know that I have episodes where I am giving advice that is not this. I am just here to do a personal life update, give you the lowdown on what has been happening to me. I was feeling very stressed and very overwhelmed by the end of last year and I felt like my head was sinking underwater. I didn't know what was ahead and it felt so hard to even just do the routine and right now I'm still in the phase of leaning into relaxation. I've been a bit of a degenerate the past few days, past week or so. I saw my dad at the beginning of Christmas. Oh no, should we really, really back it up? I can get so personal. We can just start from the beginning of Christmas break. So the new strain of COVID had come around. Everyone's panicking. I think that's where I left you guys off. And Basically, everyone in my circle had someone that they knew that had COVID, and I spent so many hours the week before Christmas, leading up to Christmas, in line for COVID tests. Thank God they all came back negative, and I was able to see my family. However, my dad has been sick with pneumonia, so he didn't get the okay from his doctor to go see a bunch of family, so I was doing Christmas at my uncle and aunt's house with my cousins, and then I was gonna drive and see my dad separately and do like a one-on-one Christmas evening. And I was in my own head and all of a sudden, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I get pulled over and I'm already on the verge of tears. And then the call comes, I'm laughing, but I was crying. And he's like, miss, where are you coming from? And I said, New York. And he's like, where are you going? I said, Pennsylvania. He's like, you're in Pennsylvania. And in my head, I'm like, I know. Do you know what the speed limit is? I was like, no. And he said, do you know how fast you're going? I said, no. I am on my way to my uncle and aunt's house. And my dad has pneumonia and he's sick and my mom's dead. <laughs> I'm laughing at how absurd it was. It was so dramatic, but I, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, I just started weeping. And he was so scared. He's like slowly backing away. And I showed up to my family's house so red and puffy. I tried to play it off, but I know that everyone knew that I was in hysterics. It was just, it was emotional. And then to, I was so mad at myself for getting pulled over. That ain't me. I got pulled over twice this year. It's not a good year for driving for me. So that happened. I have a lovely Christmas. I honestly have to give a huge thank you to my aunt for really stepping up and she's not even my mom's sister she's my dad's sister-in-law so it's my dad's brother's wife and she has just been so kind to me and really gave me a wonderful christmas and then i drove and i saw my dad and my dad made a scrapbook of all these photos of just me and my mom and it's throughout the years from birth up until last summer and it was the best christmas present i could have gotten it's so special and i'm I'm learning how important pictures are, you know, physical pictures, because I'm a little social media girly, I'm a phone girly, I don't ever have physical photos, I definitely have friends who are really big into Polaroids and photo albums and getting things printed, and I have a friend who, Walgreens is her go-to, Walgreens, Walgreens, Walgreens is her go-to stop for gifts, she just uses the custom printing options they have and gets things in frames or magnets or photo albums, whatever. And I was so inspired by this scrapbook that I went to Walgreens and I got some fun stuff and I printed out photos for all my friends. And you'd be surprised after doing some gift exchanges with my friends, the photos seemed to be the biggest hit. 
So that was a little lesson learned for me. And my dad and I just vibed out. I introduced him to Allison Roman videos and we watched a lot of that. We watched an episode of The Maid or Maid. And he and I cooked together. He and I cried together. Um, he and I went to the DMV together. He and I, uh, uh, yeah, I love my dad. I love my dad and I miss him already. So then I drive back to New York with a little pit stop back in Pennsylvania because I don't know. I, I just <laughs> figured I was driving up north. I may as well see my cousins again. I love my cousin Morgan so much. She is a sister to me for all intents and purposes. Uh, she is. Get back to New York. And <laughs> the morning of, I'm like getting ready to leave. My roommate texts me and he's like, so I'm back in New York and I have COVID. So thank goodness for my friend who said, my roommate's gone, come to mine. So I've just been camping out at my friend's house and I was feeling inspired to just catch up with all of you because I feel like I'm getting back into my previous life again with maybe a fresh new start. I don't really have any ideas. I've been so headstrong in making sure that I am calm mentally and physically. So much of my anxiety symptoms this year have been physical. Even if my brain was relaxed, my body was still shaking and that's not good. So I made it a priority the past couple weeks to just take a chill pill, nothing matters. And I love that also my management team was off for Christmas. So it's really been inspiring. I've never taken a proper break before. So I told them today, cause they're back in the office that I wanna start incorporating breaks into my YouTube posting and my podcast because it's so lovely. It's so lovely to have everyone, no one's texting because there's this availability that we have with our phones. We always have our phones with us every day that because of that, and we all know that there's this access that we have to each other and knowing that I wasn't even going to get a single text on a single notification during the break was so relieving. It was so relieving. And it's amazing how in two short weeks, you can heal yourself a little bit. I'm not, you know, a transformed human, but it gave, it didn't set me backwards. It set me forward because I was starting to step backwards and it basically gave me space to stop falling backwards, pause and take a couple steps forward. And that's where I am now. So I hope that you all had a lovely New Year's. I hope you didn't miss me too much. There are at least 30 some episodes that you can go back and look through and listen to uh, if you were missing me. I really haven't given any thought, if I'm being perfectly honest, to the type of content that I wanna create. I think there's a pretty good system on this podcast. There's a little catch up or like lesson that I wanna share or story I wanna tell at the beginning of the podcast. And then the second half is always where we interact with each other. And as for my YouTube content, I don't know because I, I've been loving socializing without the camera. It's really nice. I always thought vlogging was so fun and easy because in my head, I'm like, I'm doing it anyway, so I may as well just film it. And now I'm in one of these parts of my life where it is a bit of an extra step when you're socializing to film it. And it's fun sometimes, but not all the time. And I've talked about this before where my personal history with social media it's not that I have certain elements in my life that I'm not sharing or I am sharing it's more chunks of time where it feels like okay these months I'm really comfortable sharing I'm in the mood to bring my camera around I want the friends and family members on the vlogs right now I'm in a phase where I don't want to 
I really like having a social life where I can tune out of content creation and just tune into my friends. It's made me probably a better listener. I've also been incredibly distracted. I'm, I want to be more present. These are all evaluations I've made over the past week that I think also with the physical anxiety symptoms, I've been very distracted because what are you supposed to do when your core feels like it's going to shake out of your body? It, uh, you can't really focus. And I've been very present and it feels so good. It feels right because it feels like who I used to be and not in a way that you know I'm trying to channel the old me, um, but I'm just trying to get rid of anything that's hiding the layers of who I am. And anxiety is a layer of someone I'm not. It's another thing, it's like a barrier. It's a barrier that was being used to protect me because unforeseen trauma happened the past year and I feel like anxiety works as a way of saying like, we, we're, we're gonna make sure nothing bad ever happens again, but it, it's not a very effective system, you know? It's like, we're gonna keep you on edge so that you're ready for anything to happen at any time. And, it, and it's like, okay, well, something's either gonna happen today or it's not. And me shaking and, and my vision going blurry and my hands tingling is not going to make something happen or not happen. So let's try to work on that. And I'm back in therapy. So gotta get excited about that, I suppose. And I've been having a spiritual awakening. I have been seeing so many signs and feeling things. I don't know if anyone listening is spiritual or is, uh, you know, they uh, you've tapped into something other than the physical realm, which I feel like I did as a teenager a little bit more. And then I got so wrapped up in the physical world of doing well here that I wasn't really thinking about anything that existed outside. And then, oh no, siren, we're pausing. So as siren comes, I have to pause the podcast and I paused at 22 minutes and 22 seconds after I'm talking about signs. This is what I'm saying. This is precisely what I'm saying. There, this all began, I don't know when it began, but this reignited when I was at the bookstore and I was buying a book for my friend and I wanted to get a book for myself that I've been meaning to read. And I had both books and I was going up to the checkout counter. And then last minute, I had some weird pull to put the book that I chose for myself back and get this other book that my friend had recommended to me after my mom passed. And it's called Signs. So I was getting two, I was purchasing two different things. And when I went to check out with this new book that I felt drawn to, the checkout total was $33.33. I was like, okay, angel number, got it. And I texted my friend, how strange is this? Or maybe I called her, I think I FaceTimed her. And I was like, how strange is this? I'm checking out, I'm in line with two books, then randomly decide to put the book I got for myself back, go get the book that you told me about. And then the total is 33.33. That's a little funny. I also finished reading Proof of Heaven, which is about a neurosurgeon who um, randomly, like unexplained, gets bacterial meningitis and is put in a coma for seven days. And he experiences the spiritual realm, which he did not believe in ever. You know, he wasn't a skeptic. He was a pure non-believer. And I always like hearing about someone that comes from a history of solid knowledge of, we believe in science, we believe in things that we can see, we believe in the concrete. Uh, if it can't be factually proven, I don't believe it. Because that makes sense. It's, it's 
it's easy to believe science, but believing things that we can't see is harder. So to know that that story just kind of got me excited because I myself believe in it, but I sometimes feel a little embarrassed for believing in it, you know what I mean? Because I think of myself as a logical, reasonable person, but then I have my own personal experiences and I'm like, how can I not believe? Like, of course there's so much more. And I know that there's so much more that other people are tapped into and it's almost as if it's a volume notch on a speaker where we all have access to tapping into this. You just got to turn up the volume a little bit. And some people are born with a really high volume. Like they're just super tuned into it. And some of us are born with one that's naturally lower or some people throughout time it gets quieter and quieter and we don't notice it as much or to the point that we just don't even believe it at all. I don't know, believe it or not, it doesn't matter to me what you think because it's putting me in a good place right now and that is something that no one should be unhappy with. So that's what's going on in my life. Now, as of today, if you wanna get like very present, what has been going on, I had to get groceries, but I've been very curious about these 15 minute grocery delivery services. There's so many, like 15, 20 I've used, but that one's only in Manhattan and then there's bike, like B-U-Y-K, B-U-Y-K or something. And then Fridge No More. So I used Fridge No More and I got, you know, fruits, vegetables, almond milk, oats, pita chips, hummus, like all the normal stuff. And it was delivered in 10 minutes. So good. Oh my God, incredible. So I did that and I made myself a nice breakfast and here we are. And I think I'm going to go to my friend's house today and maybe be a little cheese ball and make some dream boards and get inspired on what type of content I want for this new year because I truly don't know what I want to make on YouTube. I have no idea. I would love insight. I always love insight from all of you. Uh, so I'm going to go on my Instagram story. My Instagram is at Lexi and I will ask for questions from you guys and I will catch you back here. But first, a word from today's sponsors shout out to astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples i was so lucky as a kid i never had seasonal allergies it was not something i dealt with and then something switched in my mid-20s and i started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning so let me tell you about astapro it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray i think it's important to mention that astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion runny and itchy noses and sneezing I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings, I feel down, I feel like my head's going to explode, and I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control. 
and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H dot com and use the code Lexi for 15% off today. And we're back, baby. Little secret, it's been a week. What you just heard was a week ago due to some unforeseen circumstances that I will touch on in the next episode. But nevertheless, I am here to answer your burning questions. I said on Instagram, my Instagram is at Lexi, for questions for the podcast, and the theme is New Year, New Beginnings. We're two weeks into the new year. I hope you haven't given up yet. Keep that motivation available in whatever direction it may be. I made myself a little dream board, and my theme is rest and relaxation. I want a positive year of rest and relaxation. I want to heal. I want to take my time. I don't feel the need to hit milestone after milestone. I simply want to grow where I'm planted and refine. I don't need to score. I just want to be. And let's see what you guys are asking. So the first one is from Annabelle Rain. She said, are you going to start using Discord this year? Would love it if you did. I'm debating on either creating a Discord or using the site Geneva. I've heard those are the top two. I just need to look into it and decide what is best for the Atlexi community. I've only been speaking for a minute and I can't explain how good it feels to be back on the pod. I just have been not posting or doing hardly anything on social media and it's bringing me a lot of joy. I have a smile on my face right now, which is a good sign. That means you're doing the right thing. So the next question is on a completely different note. Liz Ornella said, how to be okay with my body. I find myself hating my body for not being a certain way, but people say I'm still beautiful. It's confusing because people are seeing something I'm not. We've all been there. Feeling like we're not beautiful. Our bodies are not good enough. Our bodies are not pretty enough. I myself have struggled with that. And I would go on a limb and say, if you're confused about why people are saying you're still beautiful but you're not okay with your body you find yourself hating your body you're probably not loving your body and i don't mean in the reaction sense i mean in the action sense i mean it in how you're treating yourself you're probably critiquing as opposed to taking your body out for a walk or stretching or feeding it a nice meal full of love you know you're probably taking shortcuts or cutting corners or neglecting it We all have self-sabotaging behaviors that we tend to go for. If you were to actually give yourself the time to treat your body like royalty, a week and a half later, you would feel significantly better about your body. So what I would say to answer how to be okay with your body, it's to treat it with respect. Because if you're treating your body with respect, inevitably you're going to be respecting your body. You know, it just mirrors what you do to it a lot of the time. Either way, it's never a fun place to be in. But once you get in a good routine, I think in January, a lot of people are in the mood to set new habits. This would be a great one to set. Queen Erin said, how can I force myself to wake up earlier to meditate and do yoga? I can never get myself to. So the benefits of yoga and meditation are ones that are experienced sometimes immediately, but also after 
a few weeks, a few months of practice and the benefits are sometimes slow and not the same as more shallow forms of instant gratification. But sometimes we need those shallow forms of instant gratification to motivate us to do the thing that's actually better for us. Let me give an example. Let's say you really, um, you have a favorite breakfast that you like. Maybe there's an awesome bagel spot in your neighborhood. Have it as an incentive. If you wake up and you meditate for as little as five minutes and you do yoga or hell, just stretch for five, ten minutes, then you can go get whatever your favorite bacon, egg, and cheese is at the bagel shop. Or if you have a coffee shop that you like or maybe there's a show that normally you watch in the evenings, but maybe you give yourself the little treat. Like if you get up early enough and you do your meditation and you do your yoga, we can watch Naomi Clark's takedown on 90210 if we so please. Poom Unique said, do you plan to travel abroad soon? Maybe Thailand? For those who are new, I actually spent a month in Thailand back in 2016 and I loved it so much. It was beautiful. I think Southeast Asia is gorgeous. Do I plan to travel abroad soon? No, I actually have a lot of desire to explore the United States. There, I really want to go out west and I want to go to the southwest and I want to go to the west coast and I want to go to the Rocky Mountains. I want to go to Montana really badly. I want to go to Washington. I actually, if I were to leave the US right now, I'm very interested in feeling called to Canada at the moment, which seems a little counterintuitive because it's only going to be colder in Canada than it is in New York. So why would I want to escape there in the winter? I'm not so sure. This is a very lengthy answer to say no. I do not have any plans to travel abroad soon. I did just book flights for my birthday trip and I am so excited. I'm actually um, not going north, I'm going south. And I'm going to channel my inner white trash. My two friends and I are going to stay at the gaudiest hotel I've ever seen and go to one of the gaudiest US attractions I've ever heard of and I'm going to be wearing my biggest push-up bra, a white tank top, the shortest little jean skirt you've ever seen, some big boots, I'm gonna get a blowout and I cannot wait. I will talk about that as my birthday approaches. Erin Mulvey said, if you've had to set one theme word for this year, what would it be? Mine is consistency, for example. This year, I simply want to be present. I've actually gotten a little bit better at it. Slowing down and giving myself permission to do nothing has really helped me be present because when I didn't allow myself to do nothing, I was constantly thinking of other things to do and then it fed into times where I was doing something, that I was thinking about something else and I was always distracted um, and I was always stressed and I was always anxious and I really want to train myself to be present again because I think it's gonna help me relax a lot. And I will say I'm being present right now. This podcast is a really good example of it because I'm not thinking about anything else and due to the nature of this podcast, if I were to think of anything else, I would definitely just bring it up and begin speaking about that. The way that I feel right now is how I wanna feel 100% of the time. I love it. So if I could come to you on this podcast this time next year and say that I was present, all of 2022, oh, I'd be so proud of myself. But I'm also, I have very little expectation for this year. I don't have really high goals. I have some curiosities, but I'm really going into this year with an open mind and a relaxed body looking to heal. <laughs> 
On another note, man, y'all are all over the place asking what to eat before a threesome. Don't want to feel bloated or hungry. LMAO, anon, please. Um, what to eat before a threesome? I don't know. I'd probably have like a granola bar and peanut butter or something like that. A little cliff bar. Something that's uh, dense with calories but small in size. Yeah. RHDT asked how to get into exercise. I'm very, very lazy and I can't go to the gym or to the park and I don't have equipment. You gotta find some sort of physical activity that you do enjoy. For my mom, as an example, it was shopping. She loved to window shop. She could window shop or actually shop and spend money and buy things for hours and hours. And you know how many steps that woman got in a day? Well over 10,000. Nick Toby asked how to stay on track with your New Year's resolutions. There's a lot of different strategies to this. A must-do, should-do, could-do goal list. For example, the could-do is your ideal self, what they could possibly be capable of. You know, something like, I want to read 150 books this year. Like, you could. The should is, I should read 10 books this year. And then the must-do is I must read four books this year. I must. I cannot go into next year having read less than four books. And the must-do is for the worst version of yourself, like the shit version of yourself that is at its lowest point could still be capable of doing that. So you could come up with like the perfect you, what they're capable of, and then like the worst version of you, what they're capable of, and find a goal somewhere in the middle. Uh, how to stay on track with New Year's resolutions is to make something that actually fits into your schedule. I know for exercise, I have plenty of friends that go from zero to wanting to work out four times a week. I think that is so unrealistic because I myself, as someone who has a flexible schedule, I fit in comfortably after six months of practicing this three days a week. And if you really want to work out four, even five times a week, it has to be a priority. And if you're introducing something new, slow and steady wins the race. I think a great way to stay on track with your resolutions is to give your something really easy in January, relatively easy in February, kick it up a little bit in March, you know, for example, work out three times this month, work out five times next month, work out seven times in March, you know, where you're slowly building up and not to rush things anytime i've ever gotten really excited and rushed something i burn out quite quickly all the habits that i still have going for me today which if you're curious about that i actually have an entire episode called routines i didn't quit and it goes into all about my habits and which ones have actually stuck around and how i managed to do that and it's truly just slow and steady Ooh, this is a fun question Taylor Hender asks, do you usually have saved albums of inspo for your nails or is it just on the fly that day? It is nine times out of 10 on the fly that day. I've been a little impatient the past several times I've gone to the nail salon and I will simply just pick one color and stick with it. Uh, but if you are looking for nail art, I have to give Nailed by Shelly a shout out. She's in Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn. And she will go all out on nail art. I haven't found someone who does nail art as good as her in Brooklyn. My go-tos though are nude or red. Nude because you can grow them out for a long time and no one can really tell. 
and red it just feels right when I look at my hands I nod I think yes yes this is the color they're meant to be but Taylor also asked how do you establish and maintain boundaries this is my 2022 intention I'm a big proponent of writing them down see what your boundaries are it's hard to set boundaries that you can't identify so step one identify your boundaries and practice everything in this life feels like a practice everything sort of feels like a craft routines are a craft taking care of yourself is a craft your work is a craft your hobbies are craft uh, there's just so much practice to be done here on earth and maintaining boundaries I really think one of the biggest motivating factors there is, is action. I think doing things motivates you to do them more. We can't just sit around and wait for something to motivate us to do something. We have to do it to motivate us to do it again. And that would be what I say about boundaries. Claire Poppity Nets asked, how to meet like-minded people and friends during a pandemic. Utilize the internet truly we all have instagrams we've all got twitters or tiktok accounts at this point we're all using one social media find other people in your area that are also on that social media platform and form a bond comment on their posts send them a dm strike up conversation and just establish a bit of a connection and you can talk about things there are so many people that i've met since the pandemic simply off of instagram and with so many people being bored at their houses right now because we're home a lot more than we ever have been before, people are creating content. There's so many people that are posting frequently that aren't like necessarily huge creators that are just people doing things that they enjoy and posting it on social media. And I mean, there is sectors for everything. Like there are people on TikTok that are hiking. There are people on TikTok that are drawing. There are people on, I'm using TikTok as an example, but like Instagram, Twitter, whatever people that are creating outfits, people that are knitting. I mean, whatever you're interested in, there is a community online that you can find if you're not able to find that in your area. Underscore Abby Vogel asks, what is your opinion on vision boards and are you making one this year? I have a pretty neutral opinion on vision boards. Uh, however, I did have a good bit of free time this week and I decided to make one and it was kind of fun to look through my Instagram saves and my screenshots and some of my favorites on my camera roll and print them out. Yeah, so on my vision board, I'm looking at it right now, I have some of my favorite authors, some of my favorite actors, I have a screenshot of the amount of miles that I ran last year, a photo of me doing the trapeze lesson, going to the Van Gogh exhibit, I have an idea for some sponsored content on there, I have a screenshot or a photo of my Nike campaign and the Ana Luisa necklace and earrings. I also have some animals on there because I really would like to spend more time with animals this year, which feels very vague and ambiguous. I also have my favorite books, some of my favorite outfits that I wore last year, some places that I want to visit. Yeah. And I like looking at it because my vision board is not exactly things that I want for next year, but just also a reminder of things that I, I've done that I'm really proud of. It was fun to make and I hung it above my desk because I'm like, I did it, you know? Um, but I'm not, you know, huge advocate for it. I'm just a little crafty girl at heart. Let your inner 12 year old 
fly free. Diana Nicholas said, I love your podcast. Thank you. Uh, what's a routine that relaxes you in the evening? I take CBD. My favorite brand is um, Equilibria. Probably my favorite wind down relaxation thing that I do. Which, if you ever want to get a discount, just slide in my DMs on Instagram. Chris Consolo said, how do you practice self-love? I feel like I've lost my sense of self and I want to feel like myself again. My answer to a lot of questions begins with pen and paper and making a list. In your case, I would sit down if I were you and I would make a list of all of my favorite moments and things that I like to do. Maybe I would look through my folder on my camera roll and just see what were my favorite moments of the year, find times that I really felt myself and make a list and try to get a mental picture of who I am and what I like. The next step would be to be implementing those things into your schedule. So let's say you really had a great day when you spent Saturday all outside walking through the park. You're like, damn, that was really good for me in many different ways. So I should do that again this weekend. Or maybe there was a friend that you talked to a few times, but every single time you talked to them, you realized that you left feeling so good. Give them a call. Once you start spending your time the way that is right for you, you're gonna start feeling like yourself again and you'll start treating yourself better. The original Alexa asked how to start a meditation practice. If you're someone who's down for the silence, I love to just lie down on my bed, close my eyes, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out for as long as I want until I'm calm, cool, and collected. Sometimes that ends in a nap if I'm being perfectly honest. If silence is not your style right now and that seems way too far, do a guided meditation. There are so many on Spotify, there are so many on YouTube. They can be as long or as short as you want. You can do a five minute meditation. You can do an hour long meditation. And I think guided meditations are a great place to start. Julia Sensen asked, how can I set goals when the future feels so unpredictable? An absolutely valid question. A really incredibly understandable thing to wonder. In this case, let's just make short term goals. No need to have a five year plan right now because the Lord only knows what five years in this world's gonna look like. Just focus on this month, this week, tomorrow. Solange Honderman asked how to get back on the workout routine. I personally like having a training goal. I like to have something that I'm training for. In my case at the moment, I really wanted to know and still want to know how to perfect kettlebell swings. And I also want to know how to do a pull up. So every single time I go to the gym, I'm like, oh, I'm one step closer to getting a pull up done. I'm one step closer to some prettier looking kettlebell swings. Maybe you have a mile time that you're trying to achieve or a particular distance that you're trying to get. I do that with running as well. Anna Weggs asked, tell us about any trip experiences with psychedelics. Would love to hear about what you learned. I've been so lucky. I've had nothing but positive experiences. I did have one challenging trip, I guess we could say. Even still, I look back on it quite fondly. I don't know, I never know how to talk about psychedelics on the internet because it just feels still like something the world's not ready for and because I don't have academic qualifications and I'm not someone who's studied the chemistry of them. For some reason I don't feel qualified, it's just like someone who loved them 
as a young adult and teenager to talk about them. It feels irresponsible. All I can say is that I've finished every trip feeling close to myself, really um, in tune with my inner child, feeling really lovely and whole, so I'm lucky. Rosie Chesters asked, do you have any tips for improving self-discipline? <sighs> Self-discipline's so sexy. I respect someone with discipline so much and I desire the same respect. I like someone who is reliable. I like knowing that I'm reliable. I prefer someone who says no over someone who says yes and can't get the job done. And because I have that preference, I think it makes it easier. Everything takes practice. If you've learned anything from this episode, it's that slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. Julia Bartholomew has how to stop being such a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I have been talking for quite a long time, and so I want to cut us off here. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to give it a positive review or rating on the podcast app. Um, it's come to my attention that some of you want custom videos for me. I am on Cameo, but they take half of what you pay, which I realized after doing one recently that they get like 50% of what you're paying. So if you want a custom video of advice or a birthday message for your friend, you can totally slide in my DMs on Instagram and we can do Venmo or something. Also, I have a YouTube channel that I post on, Lexi Lombard, and I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So I will see you here next week or on the internet somewhere else soon. Love you. Thank you for listening. XOXO, Lexi. Mm -hmm.